Welcome to Trail Manners, the podcast so dedicated to mountain trails and running that they broadcast out of a 78 Volkswagen bus in the mountains. Who does that? Eric and Joel are your hosts and will bring you the trail life as you may have not heard it before. You hear about everything from gear reviews, nutrition to keep you upright and moving forward, and they'll even bring guests into the bus for conversations that you won't hear anywhere else. It's time for some running adventures on a higher elevation. The old 78 Volkswagen bus is fired up and headed to the mountains. Here are your hosts for Trail Manners, proudly representing the 801 with their passion and love for the trails, Eric Manning and Joel Hatch. Hello and welcome to episode number 135 of the Trail Manners podcast. Today we're going to be talking with Charlie McKee here at Roosters on 25th Street. The Trail Manners podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment and show notes are found at trailmanners.com. Come back often and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Trail Manners. If you're so inclined, Trail Manners would really appreciate any contributions via our Patreon account at patreon.com backslash trailmanners. All links from the show notes. Now let's get after it. All right, welcome to another edition of the Trail Manners podcast. This is number 135. And finally, behind the microphone after, I'm going to guess about four months, maybe more, um, of talking to get you on, um, we've got Charlie McKee on. Um, so hey. how are you? Good. Doing well. <laughs> Good. Well, thanks for, for uh, making it on the show. Yeah. Uh, I know originally when we started talking to you, Joel was involved, so I apologize that he's not here with us. Um, but we are at Roosters in Ogden on 25th Street. We're not in Layton, right? No. No? We're not in Layton? No. Okay. Good. Made a quick stop there, though. <laughs> Just to check it out, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we've got uh, Charlie on, and I'm excited for this podcast. So before we started even uh, recording, when we sat down, and I ordered myself some cheese curds. Um, but uh, I found out, and I'm going to throw this out quick, you were a soccer player. And yep. I didn't know that. Yeah. And that is super cool because... As our listeners know, me and Joel are involved in soccer, and I had no idea. And no. I feel bad. Like, I didn't do the proper stalking this time. That's okay. I think you'd have to go pretty deep on, really? like, my Instagram to find anything soccer-related. Dang it. Yeah. Because I thought my skills were diminishing. I'm like, what? When you said it, I was just shocked. No. Apart from, like, World Cup action every year, I think, or every four years, my um, my soccer knowledge is like unknown to everybody so well it was unknown to this guy <laughs> yeah but i lit up well, i lit up when you said it i got all excited i'm like holy cow i have yeah. to do a soccer podcast pretty soon or something um but what do you uh let's start off um i mean i say this because i'm an old guy right but but you're young right you've been uh that i've seen again stocking wise it's not like you've been trail running for a long time and I can say that because you're young. It's like you, you just got to yeah. stick with that. But why don't you give us a little uncomfortable part now, so a little background about yourself, where you're from, um, what you do, those type of things. All right. Um, I'm from, I guess, the East Coast. Okay. Grew up military, so I've kind of moved around a lot. Um, okay. Between Arizona, Germany, and Virginia for the most part. So that's kind of just broadly where I'm from. Um trail running background i guess that started it's 2019 now so maybe the beginning of 2016 so so yeah still pretty fresh that's not even three years because we're at the beginning of 2019 so 2016 20 yeah three years we'll give you three years yeah and i wouldn't consider the trails that i ran on 
when I was learning real trails. So <laughs> I guess it's still fairly new, and it like doesn't it doesn't feel new because I do it so often yeah. now. But yeah, so maybe a few years. Did you have a running background? Did you run track? Did you run cross country in high school? No, no? that just soccer. Okay, and that's uh, yeah, that's yeah. I'll keep saying that's awesome. So how did you get into running then? I got bored. Really? That's really just it. Yeah. Um, I had a dog, and he was fairly young uh, when I was in college, and he just needed to be run a lot. So I was kind of just got back into the habit of, okay, I'll just take him for a run or something. And then I realized that I liked that, I think, maybe more than he did. So got into running in college because I was bored, and that's about really it. And then... It kind of spiraled after that because <laughs> I do everything obsessively. So yeah, uh, one of those behaviors, which yeah. we see a lot of trail runners have that though. Yeah. <laughs> well, soccer was such a big part of my life all the way up through college. Like, so that was mostly two teams, maybe about four teams a year um, with indoor seasons and everything. So once that was gone, I had this huge void of what do I do with my time, you know? Um, and it was so physically dependent. So after not doing it often in college um, and getting bored with like intramural. It was so much time to just do something physical. And I went to the gym and I was like, okay, this is all right. Um, And then I was like, I'll just go run around my neighborhood. And then that just progressed and like went way out of control real fast. So, so so let me ask you this in trail running. Cause I, this is what I, so when you played soccer, right, it's a team sport and the idea ideally is to win. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's a team sport. Was it a hard transition for you to go from like this team sport where you're with all these people all the time from practices and games and then next thing you know you're kind of by yourself on the trails or with your dog or maybe one person? Was that a weird change for you? Maybe a little bit. I never thought of that actually. Um, I kind of like being by myself. Uh, but group runs or runs with friends are definitely, I think, more ideal. Yeah. Just maybe it's that mentality of having a team. Yeah. Um, I didn't really think about it much. I was kind of like lone wolf in it the first <laughs> few years of college. So I think I had gotten used to being by myself. Um, and then running by myself, it was like this entirely new thing. So uh-huh. I kind of liked figuring it out on my own. Um but it was mostly road running the first few years that I was actually running. Okay. So it was a little bit different. Um, and I don't know if I've done a ton of trail running by myself. Uh, I had friends who actually, I hold them responsible for getting me involved in trail running. That's usually someone to blame. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Someone's like, hey, this dirt stuff's way better. <laughs> Come do that with us. Um, and, yeah, so I guess maybe... The lone wolf thing disappeared, actually, when I got into trail running. Um, the culture in it, too, is just way more, like, all-inclusive. Yeah. So I think I gravitated more towards that and away from road running because I felt that was more my style. Gotcha. Um, I could jive a lot more with people. You can talk to people on the trail, you know, and road races. No one talks to anybody. <laughs> and I'm like, you guys are kind of boring. Uh, I want to go talk to people and, like, hang out and, like, just have a fun time. So trails, definitely a little bit more of a team effort in a way. Yeah, I mean, for me, I just it was that weird transition because I was super competitive in soccer. I mean, absolutely competitive to the umpteenth degree. So when I first started trail running, I couldn't mentally get my head wrapped around it because I sucked. It's not (laughs) like I'm good now, but I was not a, you know... I remember my first 25K and 50K, I looked around and I'm like, what is, what's going on? How are these people beating me? 
Yeah, that's my mentality. I'm like, you know, it's just different when it's like right. you one person to win as opposed to these team things. So it's yeah. interesting sometimes to talk from to people that play team sports that get into running. Because if you have that running background in school sometimes, you know, it's just kind of the same mentality moving sure. forward. But I like your analogy of, you know, the trail running side, you still have that group, right? Whether it's a yeah. crew, pacers, people at the finish line, people you run with with group runs. It's kind of that whole team thing, I guess, in a way. But oh, it, yeah. But it's nice to get out by yourself and do your own thing. Yeah, you get to choose. Yeah. Uh, I kind of like that. Yeah. But in soccer, you never get to choose. No. If you're having a bad day, everyone knows it. Yeah. And you're yeah. just like, oh, man. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Or if someone else is having a bad day, you got to deal with it, right? Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> yeah. Because you got to be nice <laughs> yeah. at some point. So so you went to school. You say uh, you went to school. Was it East College? East Carolina? East is that Carolina. Right? So is yep. that when you first got on the trails? Was out there? No, actually. Okay. Um, so I graduated school in 2014 um, and moved to Raleigh for a job okay and maybe about a year into raleigh is when i found like a a running group okay um and they actually part-timed at like a trail running group and they like lured me in one day um and yeah just kind of spiraled after that i really liked just the the flow of a trail better um east coast trails are a lot more like true single track narrow and like really Pumpy, I guess. Like they flow up down pretty quickly. Okay. Really treat in, so everything feels a lot more crowded. But you go so fast because it's such a short trail too. They're not long trails. Um, and so running that with a group of friends was like really invigorating. Um, so I kind of like stopped going to the actual group runs so much, and I'm like, guys, let's just go run trails all the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the trail running I don't think even exists where I went to college. We had like a bike path, which okay. was a quote unquote trail. Yeah, yeah. Um, I knew nothing of the sport until maybe 2016. Okay. So. And so when did you move out this direction? So we're in Ogden. I mean, you live in the area. Um, yeah. You work for Ultra. I'll throw mm-hmm. that out there. But when did you move out? Did you move out here for a job with Ultra? Did you move out here for something else? Or what? Yeah. How did you get out here? Um, it was the job with Ultra. Um, and that was later in 2016, actually. Okay. So I think maybe the end of the summer in 2016. So it progressed pretty quick. Um, yeah. And I learned very fast that trails here are like a total different <laughs> ballpark. Um, my first, like, trail race um out here was like the mountain view trail half marathon put oh, on yeah. by buffalo run yeah, by jim yeah um great race uh loved it i think my lungs nearly exploded <laughs> uh and it was a, it's a fairly modest flat trail yeah. um with the exception of that final like climb but yeah mountains here it took an, a, a long time to adjust to the whole you're grueling your way up climbing um and granny gear had no idea what that was i was like what (laughs) granny gear yeah granny gear like 14 minute miles like just going up gaining like 600 700 feet you know i'm like what i don't even know how to go that slow and like how to do it forever so it was fun though um i think the first year i was out here was a huge crash course yeah but it was probably when I got even deeper into trail running and then decided to start racing it a lot more. Um, kind of let go of the whole, like, road marathon stuff. Got 
Those are all downhill around here. I've yeah. noticed that. And those There's quite are a like, few of those. Those are like quad busters, man. <laughs> they are so hard. You don't have a lot for the final kick at the finish, right? No, you're just kind of beat up at that no, point. No, because they always choose like the, the tiniest hill in town, too, to finish on. So you're like, I'm dead to the world. And, and you everybody's sh- standing watching at that point. Yeah. That's where everybody lines up, so you right. got to run. Yeah. yeah, and you're like, I am so dead. <laughs> Why? <laughs> That's funny. So you did race, though, here in 2017, right? A little yes. bit? Okay. Yes. When, do you remember your first ultra? Your first anything over the marathon distance? That was 2016, too. Was it, Man, too? I really... You just got right into it then. Yeah, talking okay. about it. Um, I did a few marathons, and I always had the intention of running a marathon to, like, get to the 50K. I had done some reading about, like, ultras, and I was always like, that sounds so much more my jam. So I picked up running quickly and started to, like, progress through to grow up to the point where I'm like, I can do an ultra. Um <laughs> did some road marathons and then like just pulled the trigger there was like a um a trail race where my parents live actually it's like right across the street and i run there now anytime i go home to visit them um it's two miles away so i'm like yes the only trail in all of virginia (laughs) is like right outside my front door um but there was a 50k over there um and i just pulled the trigger like maybe two weeks from the race and was like i'll just give this a whirl like see what it's like um and then of course, I loved it, so I was, like, hooked after that, and I was like, okay, I found my style, my jams, trails, it's, like, ultra distances, like, marathons are fun, but, you know, I want to figure that out. Um, took a while, though, to run my next ultra did it? after How that. did that first one go, that first 50K? It was good. Um, it was, like, a five-hour finish, um, and I was third for the women, and I think it was, like, seventh overall. Wow. Um, the only problem was, is I took way too much time, like, just not knowing what I was doing. So I would stand at the aid station thinking, like, I don't know what I need to do right now. <laughs> like, what, What's this for? Yeah, I didn't even have, like, a like a water bottle or anything. I just had, like, a tiny little soft flask type thing um, that I ended up on one of the trail sections just taking with me because it was so hot i was like this is a rookie move like i'm dying i need water everyone's got these like backpacks on <laughs> like belts and everything yeah they're all like get it up and i was like what are you guys doing i'm just here with a t-shirt and shorts yeah. show up to nate station so what are you guys doing out here what's yeah. this for it was like a total it's a family picnic what's right. going on it was a total rookie move but I mean, I, you learn, and then I learned that I might need more <laughs> than a soft flask. <laughs> yeah, but it was a, uh, it was really fun. Um, and then, yeah, everything after that was just progression. It was really fast. Like I told you, I get obsessive when I like just all I, in. Yeah, well, yeah, I would say so. I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit. So talk, talking about that, you kind of started in 2016. Uh, you moved out here, so you're t- we'll go to 2018. This is where I did the, you know, the, the normal Trail Manor stocking stuff. Uh-huh. Um, so you did the Moab Red Hot 33K uh-huh. in 2018. You did the Red Mountain half. Uh-huh. Um, you did the Antelope Island 25K. Yep. And you finished third female there, mm-hmm. which is an awesome race. Then you went down to the Bryce Marathon half, first female, six overall. Um, and you also cut 30 mi- So this is a half marathon, right? Mm-hmm. And you cut 30. Did you cut 30? Would you, oh, no, that was the wrong one. You cut some time off, though, I think, at some point. And they did Speed Goat 25K. Yes. 
then you decided, you know, those are those are okay, but I'm going to go somewhere else and run. So you went and did the OCC. Yep. Right? Which, let's talk about that a little bit, because I know uh, that's on a lot of people I've talked to's mind. The OCC, let's talk. You did, uh, it's about a 50K it's supposed to be, but you're saying it's probably longer. Oh, it was <laughs> it was longer. It threw all of my timetables off. I was like, wait a second. Uh, and you did that in nine hours. So talk about that. What was that like? Oh, Considering you, all these other races you've done and how quick you've gotten into it going to Europe. Well, so some of those races were actually in just kind of like last minute. I want to do something fun. Um, but then Speed Goat was actually really to learn how to run on a mountain. Because um, I don't run on mountains, I think, as much as a lot of people around here do. I have so much respect for all the, like, Wranglers. <laughs> you have no idea. Um, but, yeah, so OCC, I had kind of, like, I idolized this race and this series of races for so long because it was, like the one that came up when I was Googling, like, ultra running, and I was like, I want to go there. Um, so I got a ticket, um, didn't know that I had enough uh, itra points to even go. Um, so when I was, like, going through the lottery process of, like, I'm going to sign up, it was like, and you're registered. And I was like, I'm sorry, wait, what? <laughs> you, uh, How did that happen? Um, so, of course, I couldn't turn it down and um, decided to, like, crash course train the entire year. I'm like, okay, let's see what I can do. Let's go out there. Let's have a good time. Um, went out there, got my butt kicked. Oh, my gosh. Those <laughs> mountains are no joke. Um, it's it's steep, and it's, like, hands on your knees, hugging your poles, crying and crawling <laughs> at the same time, just, like, trying to get up a mountain, and then, like, speed goat style, just, like crush down and then like again and again um but it was really fun I had a great time um I was shooting for a little bit faster of a time um but yeah with like 11,000 feet of gain and just like maybe the first 50k of the race it was so intense um and I thought I would hate it but I actually ended up really, really enjoying it. And now I'll go run mountains around here more frequently. I'm like, oh, I love this. It's so hard. It takes so long and, like, crushes your soul. But um, just the style of running is, like, really intense. And people who do it very well have just, like, puzzled me. Um, so I'm trying to learn from them um, and trying to get my coach to, like, push me in that direction a lot more. But... It's tough, um, and I like that. I like that a lot about it because it's not something that you can do easily. Yeah. Um, Test yourself a lot more. Yeah, you're going to find out what you're made of at the top of one of those climbs and then what speed you've got left when it really matters towards the end. So it's fun. Um, it's definitely a type 2 kind of fun, um, especially if you're competitive like myself and you want to push hard and you realize quickly that like this kind of hard is like a different level because the whole world shows up to that race. I was going to say, what was the, just your overall reaction when you got there that the vibe and the, the, the circus surrounding the race as opposed to heading to some of these other races you were at? Oh man, it's intense. Um, but like really fun. Uh, just the starting line itself. So where we started, it's, you're in this tiny street, uh, just jammed in there, lining all the way down through town. Um, and I got to start in the front, um, because of like the itra points or whatever. Um, 
and I'm walking up to the start, just weaving my way through these like <laughs> massively fit and tall guys. And I'm wearing like, you know, I've got matching... your soft flask in your hand. And yeah, that's it. <laughs> just my soft flask. Um, no, I've got like my matching like pink and teal outfit where I'm like, this is cute, right? Um, but just like, excuse me, I need to go in front of you. Like, you're totally going to kick my butt, but I need to go in front of you. Um, but you're just standing there and you're almost just like jaw drop, like a bunch of people that I find just incredibly strong and like respectable runners or, you know, feet away from you and they're just going to run away with this race. Um, it's intense. And like they do this whole like charade of like chanting and like singing and like cheering and stuff. And you're like, it's nothing like the U.S. has. Um, at least nothing that I've seen. Maybe we should start that at right? some race. Let's start right? doing it at some race. <laughs> well, it, I mean, everyone's like, got the same nervous jitters going yeah. on you know like scratching their head and like fixing their vest <laughs> they're just like oh no tying their shoe for the 12th time <laughs> yeah right <laughs> uh, but it's a party um i would definitely recommend it to anybody who ever gets the opportunity to go and run one of those races like definitely give yourself that experience um it's fun no matter how you break it down. The courses are unbelievably gorgeous. The energy, like day and night, it's there. Um, people are always along the course cheering you on. And it's just some of the finest trail I think I've been on. Um, and it's a lot of fun. Like it, you, even if your race goes south, like mine did, like you're just like in a happy state of mind where you're like, this is the greatest. It's hard thing to ever. be down yeah. when you're there and, and enjoying that. So yeah. where, for the people that aren't aware, where is the OCC? What's the course like? So OCC, um, the other races that aren't UTMB and don't run on the entire uh, Mont Blanc Trail um, run on different sections of the Mont Blanc Trail, with the exception of TDS, but. They go, the letters stand for different towns where they go through. So OCC is OCA in Switzerland. Um, and then it goes up to Champé-Lac, which is part of the official course. And then it goes to Chamonix. So it runs the Champé-Lac about, I want to say, 28 miles or so of the actual OCC, um, CCC, UTMB course is all the same. Um, and that crosses the border at a clueless to me section um <laughs> somewhere high up on a mountain i was probably in a daze but um you cross the border into france and then um they make you carry your passport uh but no one's up there checking your yeah, passport there's not a guy up there in a <laughs> no. uniform with a tie just no you just get to sneak right on in um but yeah so it's super cool uh and like mont blanc if anyone's ever seen it or been there it's just this incredibly stunning massive set of like peaks and like of course the one peak that's like most obvious but um you just kind of snake around through these mountains and any anytime you can look out into a valley or something you can see Mont Blanc and it's just this like glacial covered mountain and you're just in awe of it um so just running around um through the different towns that kind of wind and like circumnavigate it is essentially what it is and then ccc is a different part of cormier champelac and then that ends in chamonix as well but it starts in italy so you cross into switzerland and then into france and then utmb of course starts chamonix finishes so you do the whole, whole thing the whole circle yeah 
And you mentioned it a little bit ago before we get to some other results from last year, but um, you say you have a coach. Mm-hmm. At what point do you remember that you signed on with your coach? Was I it in 2017? Maybe at the end of 2017. I think we started actually coaching January of last year. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's been about a year of having a coach being like pseudo serious. And so how's that been? Cause we have a lot of people, we've had coaches on the show. We've had your coach on the show. Who's yeah. Hayden Hawks. Yep. Um, what's that been like from you? I mean, cause really, I mean, again, 2016 to now you're, you're just all guns blazing right out of the gate. So you go yeah. from finding trail running to now you have a coach and you're doing some amazing thing. What, what's the difference been having a coach? Uh, he knows a lot more than I do. <laughs> um, I know nothing. Um, so I would say if anyone's curious, like coaching is definitely a really great um, strategy and tool if you want to see some like serious improvement. Um, that was kind of the reason I had considered getting a coach and Hayden, thank goodness, is like a really good friend, but he is probably style-wise very comparable to, I think, my style in running and racing. It's just kind of like out the gate, guns blazing, like, go hot, see what you can do, like, figure it out as you go. Um, <laughs> so I think just generally finding a coach that's similar to you in, like, running style, taste, is going to do you the best uh, service for how you approach racing and, you know, what your performances you have in mind are. Um, and then, yeah, just last year alone, I ran a lot of those courses previously, so... Um, Red Hot, I had actually run that before, too. Um, It's like one of the first races I did when I was out in Utah, but it was about a 24-something minute PR, so it was like almost a minute faster per mile, and I was actually sick last year when I ran it. Wow. Um, So just overall, the amount of PRs that I have seen show a great, I guess, a great deal of... um, growth but then also applying things that you've learned trusting the training um i had no idea how to put together a training schedule i was just kind of thinking to myself uh you want to do a long race go do a long run before (laughs) yeah just run (laughs) um my only i think real advice that i had for myself prior to having a coach was i read it somewhere i think it was in one of his books but scott jerk said the best way to like train for a race is to just do the distance so i'm like okay cool i want to run a marathon so i should go run that (laughs) distance before i go do it right that's how it works um but that's not always the best strategy especially if you want to race and improve and go fast or something so and definitely it doesn't apply like 26 miles on a road flat road doesn't apply to like doing a mountain marathon that's totally different ball uh, ballpark but Yeah, so Hayden kind of knows so much more, and he's done a lot of the races that I want to do as well. So his advice is very, um, it's very appropriate given that he has so much experience on those courses. Yeah, specifically. So that helps, um, and just generally having someone to like keep you in check or like also push you when you otherwise don't really feel like pushing yourself. Kind of uh, that accountability factor a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that can be good for some people, and then other people that can be a huge, like, breaker. They they don't respond well to it. Um, but, 
I think overall coaching has been like a huge success and I definitely find a lot of value in it. Um, it, it gives me a lot of time to not worry about what I'm doing because I just, okay, what is Aiden telling yeah, me I have to do? What's on the piece of paper? What's yeah. on the spreadsheet? Okay, I can do yeah, that. Yeah, do that um, or figure out how to do it at some point in my week when it makes sense or whatnot. But, yeah, it's it's good. And, and of course, it's someone that you can also, like, geek out about things with, too, where you're, like, really stoked on, like, training or um you know, new strategies or new races and stuff like that. It's like really nice to have somebody who's like as turned on to like just talking obsessively about <laughs> running and racing. Um, that's cool too, I guess, for some people. Yeah. So you started that, and then so at the end of the year, um, after OCC, I think what just recently, because there's been a lot of stuff on that, you went down and did the Havelina 100K. Mm-hmm. Um, there you cut an hour off your 2017 time, which is pretty stout. I mean, yeah. there's no doubt, but you were first female, third overall. Yeah. Which ended up being the seventh fastest time at 100K in 2018 for women. Am I right? It, yeah. It, it got changed. It's oh. eighth. Um, eighth? Yeah. Oh, my so, gosh. I forget her name, but she snuck right on in there after uh, <laughs> the end of the year. Desert Solstice. Yeah, she, oh, yeah. she blazed. Um, but, yeah, that was a fun race. But how does that, how does that, how do you, your mind process that from being, you know, you're in touch with ultra running, trail running, the people that are doing what they're doing, and then you see yourself young and not been doing it for a lot of years to jump from where you were, and now you're seeing stuff like those results. I mean, how does that? How do you, I mean, how does that affect you mentally? Are you like, holy cow, or are you just gunning for more now? Uh, no, it's a lot of shock and awe. Yeah? Yeah. It, I mean, I just love to run generally. Yeah. Um, it's always just kind of been like what feels good and what I enjoy. So, like, results are great. I don't know how to wrap my head around them, really. Um, it's cool. I think the, the funnest part, because um, I had led that race from beginning to end and like at the end uh when i finished jen um from aravipa had said that i was third overall like men and women and that was the part where i was just like i'm sorry you said how many guys did i beat like what (laughs) um that was probably the only thing that i like was excited about everything else is just like a blur um but, yeah, I don't know. It's really hard to gauge because I looked at that list, too, of, like, the women who had run that distance. Um, even greater, uh, it seems like most women are typically in their 30s or their 40s. Yeah. Um, and so that was that's kind of intimidating to me because um, I don't know where I fall. There's a lot of women who are close to my age, you know, um, and I would consider them hands down some of the best female athletes of our time. You know, like Kelly Wolf, Amanda Basham. Um, they're all younger, I guess, in the scheme of women these days and still crushing it out there on the trail. But it's, you know, I don't know how to keep up with them, let alone you know, figure out where I fit in the spectrum. Um, but it makes me excited because if 30s and 40s are, like, peak times for women, then I've got, like, six more years and I'm great, you know. My, I haven't peaked yet. <laughs> does it does it make you feel any pressure or any – does it make it heavy at all, like the expectations on yourself or maybe from sponsors or anything else like that? Do you feel any of that? Like, oh, here comes 2019. She's going to be just crushing it and killing everybody. Does, it make, does that make it a little 
harder? No. Uh, I don't think it does because it's still kind of this unknown to me a lot. Um, Havelina was kind of that thing of I knew I could do better, so I went back and decided to see what I could do. And then that was the first real test of, okay, what can you do when you really focus on it? Yeah. Um, so it's still new. Like I'm not sure what else there is um, or what else I'm capable of in terms of competition and racing. So I wouldn't say that there's a lot of pressure. I think it's more or less just kind of an exciting new territory. Um, and I don't like to compare myself to, like, other people, especially because, you know, in an ultra, especially one that's longer than a 50K, um, anything goes, you know. Like, you could have an excellent day, and that's, you know, better than somebody who is probably a really strong runner, but they're just having a bad day. Yeah. Um, you know, it's all situational as well so i always have to take that into consideration no matter when i race um or just go for a run um not every day is going to be a great day and i'm subject to the same kind of you know situations as everybody else so it's nice to kind of feel like there is potential to do things um that definitely i think is where i'm at right now doors are opening and things seem so exciting and new and like riveting and i don't think i have much fear of it um that's awesome yeah but that could be that could be a huge deficit i guess if i don't err with some caution soon. Well, i think there's the the fear thing and the caution thing especially if you have a coach that's helping you out i'm sure you've got people you know your entourage in your corner that are helping you know talk you through stuff do you get nervous though for the races like that or is it just kind of you're so much in love with running that it's just like hey i just get a run today yeah uh, i used to get nervous occ i freaked out oh my gosh i had like a straight <laughs> panic attack and like derek was like probably losing his mind at how ridiculous i was being um but no as i've kind of moved away from like thinking so seriously about it and just accepted what i am capable of doing and like reconnected with what i love about it uh there's like zero nerves it's just kind of accepting everything in the day in the morning and then just feeling good and then ready and then as you start running of course it's you know how do i feel today what's going on like do i feel like i can run another 50 miles <laughs> yes okay keep running um, but yeah, just finding the joy in the actual movement of the races and stuff. And that's to me just so much more memorable. Um, and I find so much more pleasure in it. So I just focus on that a lot more. Um, so the nerves don't really hit me as hard. I think that's probably just an experience thing though. You know? So do you think, um, that would change? Do you see it changing? I mean, are you just because it sounds like you're in a great spot, right? I mean, people get nervous no matter who you are, but, I mean, you, you've got that love for it. Um, how do you keep it there? How do you keep it kind of relaxed, I guess, is what it sounds like, and, and focused on what you need to do instead of being overwhelmed? Sure. I think that just kind of comes from, like, picking races or just, like, long runs, maybe, like, fun runs, too, that excite you and, like, invigorate that passion. Um I don't think that there are many races that I'll just go do to do a race um, or because there's like competition and I want to go race some seriously fast people or something. If I don't feel that initial like twinge of, ooh, this could be incredibly fun or like a really awesome opportunity for me to experience it, then I don't sign up for it. You yeah. know, I don't 
And then oppositely, if I feel that call at the last minute, I'm like, oh, I love Bryce Canyon. Let's go race the half. Um, that passion is there, and I'm going to find it in the moment when I'm there and I need it. And I feel like that just kind of comes from, like, a gut. Um, yeah. You don't really – I don't find myself in a situation where I'm, like, pressuring myself to, like, find love in a race that I'm like, well, how did I get here? So so what is – what do you look for then? I mean, what's kind of your place? I mean, far as the type of terrain – um, the distance, the mountain to flat, the desert to the whatever. I mean, is there like your area of that's what I love the most about it? No, anything goes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what makes you feel connected to like, you just said Bryce Canyon, for example, what makes you like have that twinge? Like, Oh, I want to do that. Oh, I want to do OCC or, or whatever it is. It's probably races that look cool. Okay. Yeah, that's probably really, <laughs> like, if we have to pick a theme among them. <laughs> um, that picture's cool. I'm yeah. run there. Yeah. yeah, no, it's just Photoshopping of, like, <laughs> oh, I can run through hoodoos? Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's really just kind of that. Um, I want to go a lot of places, um, and I'm definitely intrigued by, like, really unique locations, so I think it's just really a matter of, I want to do races that kind of speak to the traveler inside me who wants to, like, have those moments where you come around a corner and like, what am I doing? Right? I'm running a race? This is insane. Um, yeah, those are definitely my better races for sure because you're just, like, invigorated and, like, having a blast the whole time. Um, you're not necessarily racing or running. You're just, like, enjoying this adventure. Um, those are the ones that I think are the ones that call to me. So that could be desert, that could be mountains, that could be... Whatever. Whatever, yeah. Because so I was having an interesting conversation with a couple people uh, just in the last couple of weeks, and we were talking about um, races, they're, they're trail runners as well, and it's just interesting to see trail running on this level. So like the correlation we're using is basketball all the time. It's like if you're a basketball player... Why would you go to Iceland? Why would you go to New Zealand, right? But it's like as a trail runner, it seems like everywhere is, that you can go, you can. It's beautiful, right? It's like I can travel here and run there. I can travel, and it's beautiful. But if you're – I think it's a sport you can go explore, right? Yeah. So when you see those pictures of New Zealand and Iceland and there's races in France and all these exotic places, it's like why wouldn't you want to go there? I mean it depends on what you like, Brazil rainforests or the deserts of you know Moab or southern Utah. So – for a runner like yourself, where you've had all these that you want to travel, it kind of hits your, I don't know, your wheelhouse, I guess, right? Yeah. So it's like, oh, I want to travel. Oh, I'm there. I'm going to run this race. Or vice versa. Yeah. It's a runcation. I want to run that race, but cool. Check it out over here. You know, not too yeah. far away. I can go look at this. So do you look at that when you're looking at races, like the location besides the running part? Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Um, because realistically, like... I mean, if your race doesn't go the way that you want it to, are you going to find something in it that you can enjoy? Uh, I'm going to vote yes <laughs> um, because I don't want to be, you know, running a race where I feel like, oh, this didn't work out or like it's not a pretty race or whatever. And then everything else around it is just kind of drab and boring. And then the whole experience just becomes this like mutated, boring awful thing so i'm just like why even go there you know like time is precious so i just kind of want to find the things that really speak to me and the like places i can go and it usually ends up the other way around where it's like my race doesn't go that great but i'm like 
who cares? <laughs> like halfway through, I'm like, I just blew up. So like, let's just enjoy the scenery. And like, it's so easy to do. And yeah. like, you finish the race and you can't even be mad. Like, you can't even be upset, disappointed in the slightest. You're just like, I had a great time out there. Did you see that trail? Like, it was amazing. <laughs> so that doesn't get to you. Like, if you did a race, and I'm sure we've talked about it a little bit here, but if you have a goal for a race and you don't hit it, that doesn't. When you finish, you're still kind of, hey, I still had a great time. It doesn't really eat at you too much, you think? No. No? You kinda, no. You're, you're one of those people that kind of, you can just let it roll off a little bit? Yeah. I mean, if you pick the right races, like, who cares? You're just there in the moment and enjoying everything else about it. And then usually, too, you end up around people who are, like, also marveling at the same stuff as you. So you, it's, like, the shared experience of, like, whoa and like that to me is one of the funnest things to share with people on a trail um or just like traveling in general um hiking anything um it's really fun so well so speaking of that 2019 is here and just the only thing i could find on you was the quest for crest quest for the crest in may and that's in north carolina so kind of back to your old stomping grounds my roots your roots right and then the only other one that i'm aware of is ccc Mm-hmm. which uh, we gave a little bit of talk, but c- kind of an interesting thing. We'll talk about your race schedule, but just in the back of your mind, be thinking of this. So you're running the CCC in the elite class. Am I right? Yep. Okay. How does, how, how do, uh, when you saw that, what went through your mind? Uh, like seriously, you've been running for not very long. You're looking at this race that is super uber competitive with crazy, amazing athletes. And seriously. then you're finding yourself, Walking in your your pink and teal outfit to the front. I mean, you know what I mean. How yeah. does how was that when you saw that? Was that kind of like mind blowing for you, or were oh, you kind of like holy cow? Yeah, it's kind of that thing of did someone do their math right? <laughs> like, how did I end up here? Um, yeah, that's it's super cool, and I'm like just honored to even get to chase them for maybe a couple miles <laughs> before they dust me. Um, but it's a little boggling. Um, I think when I started running, I kind of knew I was, like, okay, um, just because I could turn over pretty quickly. And then, like, that to me wasn't, like, this alluring thing or anything. And then once I started getting heavily into trail running and ultra running, and it's always just been that passion thing, to me it's the most validating aspect just to find your name kind of, like, sprinkled among some other incredibly strong women. Um because it validates a lot of the effort and the energy that I put into it and like kind of just is that little like pat on the back of you're in the right place. You're doing the right thing. Um, you've found something that you're comfortable and good at. Um, you know, just keep doing that, but obviously don't lose sight of like, you're never going to be Emily Forsberg at a race or like if Ruth Croft signs up, goodbye. (laughs) So like, Knowing that and keeping that in check um, is definitely, I think, where I skirt at the back of the elite pack. But it's it's really, it's a interesting experience to stumble across that. Um, and I don't really know why or how I keep ending up on those. Uh, I'll whenever I find out, I'll let you know yeah. who's doing. Well, that. I mean, you're doing obviously you're doing some things right, right? I mean, the, the, for example, the Havelina 100K that wasn't numbers and that, i mean you earned that your trainings earned that um and funny thing is and i'll just bring this up i was thinking about it so we had hayden hawk on our po- he was the first he was on our podcast first before anybody else before after speed go so we saw him at outdoor yeah. retailers we had him on and he had your same kind of mentality right he was coming from a different area but he's like 
yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Like he, ran, <laughs> he signed up for Speed Go 50K, had no idea anything about it, wins it, which is ridiculous. And then next thing you know, we're outdoor retailers, and Hoka wants to talk to him, and Goo wants to talk to him, and Nathan wanted to talk to him. So he was saying the same things you're saying right now. He's like, I don't know. I just got his. He just got his kit for like running for the USA, and then he obviously blew up into something. So we could say the same thing. You're kind of coming from that same perspective of you're looking at yourself, going, I don't know, I don't know. You know, being, uh, I don't know what I'm looking. The word I'm looking for. You're not putting a lot of pressure on yourself, but you're there. You know, I'm not saying Ruth Croft, but she didn't start <laughs> off Ruth Croft, right? She started off with. Some other stuff. So that's an interesting perspective. Right? Yeah. I mean, they, Emily Forsberg didn't start out to who she is today, and and all these runners are. So I mean, it's like you're young, you're younger than them, and you're kind of taking that same path. But I, I really, we've never had conversations, me and you. We've seen each other a couple times, but I really love your perspective, and I'm gonna tell you why. Everything you're talking about, and I get the the luck of seeing you as you're talking. So you're lighting up, and you're like, I just love it. As long as I can. <laughs> it's not like you're so focused on results. You're not focused, even though you have a coach. You're not. It doesn't look like you're focused on any of that. You're absolutely look like you're focused on the enjoyment yeah. of trail running. Yeah. Um, and the enjoyment of what you're doing and the people in it. It's not like, yeah, you know, I could have done better if I'd have ran a little faster. I could have been the sixth fastest time last year, or if I didn't make, you know, ate the wrong gel. I mean, I like your mentality going into it i guess the cluelessness uh, it's yeah. not cluelessness i think you know it's not even naivety it's the fact that you're just you enjoy it right yeah. and i think when you enjoy something it shows in not just your face like now but your results i think that shows a little bit like when you put that added pressure on sometimes it gets to people and we've had sure. them on the show they're like oh i was the pressure got to me. I did this. I did this. But with your attitude, it's like, oh, if I don't have a good day, I'm just out there having fun, enjoying, seeing what's around the next corner. So I think, to me, all the guests we've ever spoken to, as long as I've been around it, it's like your your attitude towards it is probably one of the best I've seen. Right? Oh, that's cool. That's no, it is. And I can, see, I can see that it's real, though. It's not like you're just saying it because you're out there. It's, you truly enjoy it. Because when you talk about it, your eyes light up. Your face is lighting up. So I'm sitting here going, all right, people, this is real. Right. <laughs> so I think that's awesome. And that's why it's exciting to talk to you now, because I think 2019 is going to be pretty sweet. Right. Yeah, it's very targeted this year. So, so. what do you have anything else besides those two that you're thinking about or doing? Uh, yeah, I think there's a few things that I kind of had my eye on. Um, CCC is the big one. Yeah. And that's just because when I finished OCC last year, I had such a strong finish that I was I kept saying over and over, if that race was longer, I would have done so much better. Um, and I think 100K is, like, my sweet spot. That's what I was going to say. You like that distance? Yeah. It's it's hard. Um, and I don't break, I think, the way that some other people do at it. So I'm pretty comfortable that this could be a much better race for me. Um, if I could get the training and the mentality in check and don't have a panic attack at the start. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. That, so that's the focus. And I'm trying not to really uh, muddy up my schedule trying to have like other goal races throughout the year um i did that a lot last year and i think it kind of confused me with the pressure and like i don't know you just think that everything has to kind of amount to something at the end of the day and it gets really discouraging when you're in a race and you're like why am i here again i don't know i'm just gonna enjoy it and then you forget that you're actually supposed to be training hard or running hard or something so quest for the crest though it's a it's a targeted race. That one, of course, is like home turf. Um, I've run some of those trails before, so 
I'm excited to go back. I haven't been back and raced in North Carolina since I left. So that to me is kind of I want to see what I can do there, test my metal a little bit. Um, but it runs the same elevation as like a mini CCC. So okay. that'll be fun. What's the um, distance on that one you're doing? That is a 50K. 50K? 50K, okay. 55K. Um, but same like 11,000-ish feet of gain, um, which will be fun. It's just like up, down, up, down. Um but again, I like love that area so much in North Carolina. Um, it'll be fun to just be there and running a race this time. Um, and then, yeah, so there's some other things I haven't really nailed it down, but I think Tushers. Oh, yeah. Um, went out there last year, fell in love with it. It's gorgeous. Um, don't know which distance I want to do yet, though, but I think just in terms of like mountains and burliness. It's one of those places that if my race goes south, guess what? I'm going to be like, this is amazing. This is cool. I got a tree. Right? <laughs> Top of Delano. I'm like, oh, this is so stunning. <laughs> Can't hate it. Um, and then I think probably one of the more exciting things, and I don't know when I want to do this just yet, is um, I want to go after uh, an FKT for the Trans Zion. Um, okay. But not the overall. I don't think I could come as close to Claire's amazing time um as i would want to so i'm gonna go for the uh, self-supported okay um see what i can do there um candace burt has it right now i think um and just being like a really low-key runner who doesn't require a lot and i love zion yeah um know that place so so well or at least most of the park so well um i just kind of want to see what i can do out there on my own um it's not that team mentality thing, so yeah. <laughs> we'll see how I can fare without, like, an aid station and crew. Um, but, yeah, I think it'll be cool. Um, I haven't figured out exactly when I want to do that. I think it just might be a matter of as, as soon as the snow melts. Yeah. I'm going to just I'm heading down head there, out there in April. I think Easter weekend is when I'm heading down there. Bunch, oh, yeah? A bunch of us are headed down Easter weekend. You'll have to yeah. give me the scope yeah. and let me know what the snow's like. Hopefully there's not any. Last year we went about the same time. It was hot. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Last year was dry. Um, yeah, it was dry. Maybe Not it was the year before that, though, was when Hayden said it. He got a little mud action really? going on. Yeah, because <laughs> the snow had just finished melting, and he did it in, like, May. So it could be April, could be May. Gotcha. I don't know, but I'll be the first one to tell you, hopefully. <laughs> um, I don't know how, if it'll be that great of a time or anything, but my, the point is, is I want to, like, keep the fkt situation alive and like really encourage other women to go after it because i know there's so many stronger women who can go and like crush my time so um i love zion grand canyon gets a lot of fkt action so i'm like you know i'll let that one be uh can't (laughs) that blew up at the end of last year (laughs) yeah um but yeah and then maybe some other fkts if i can like think of some really fun ones there's one in washington i've kind of had my eye on um a friend has been telling me about, but don't know anything about that just yet, and I don't want to spoil it because it's untouched for women right now. Uh-oh. So that one's a secret. We'll wait to hear about that one. Yeah, you'll hear about it if I ever go do it. <laughs> That'll be the only time I'll talk about it. Yeah. So what other – you haven't been doing it for very long. There's a ton of things out there. What are some things right now that you would like to do? I'm not saying next year or even the year after maybe, but as there races or – FKTs or other things out there. It's like, yeah, I definitely want to do that one. I definitely want to do that one. Are there races for you that you're looking at like that? Hmm. 
That's changed, actually. Really? I think. Yeah, in the past few months. Um, so I, I get the question a lot um, just because I work with so many amazing athletes um, who run 100 miles all the time. They're like, oh, do you want to go run 100 miles now? And I'm like, why? <laughs> it's just a number. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think Western States might be creeping up. I think it sounds cool and if i ever wanted to run 100 miles for 100 miles sake that might be the one because it's the one um and it runs hot and it's canyons and that's kind of like a it's you like kind of my jam yeah i know (laughs) a lot of people cringe at that (laughs) yeah um but there's some other cool things like i want to do soft rock sometime soon um and then some of the more interesting things like ptl um are luring that's a, I don't know how I would even get there and be able to get that done, but more of the adventure type stuff. So what's PTL for? PTL is a seven day race, I think is the cutoff, um, around Mont Blanc, um, runs as part of the UTMB series, but it is a bigger, wider loop around, um, UTMB and it is actually, part route finding um and you have to run it with one or two partners wow. so it's a group endeavor um it's like a trans rockies type ish thing yeah um but it's it's definitely not always running um and it's more of like a navigation trail finding crazy sketchy trails type adventure uh, and i don't know why that sounds fun um have you done stuff like that before? No. That, that's going to be totally new for you? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think just in terms of stuff I want to do is like more of the adventure style stuff. Um, racing, I don't really know. Um, still kind of figuring that out as I go. Um, but Western States might be somewhere on my radar for as soon as 2020 if I can hasten up my 100k time and chase a ticket i might do that um maybe just for the fun of having charlie and the golden ticket you know that whole willy wonka (laughs) thing yeah that might just be fun to like figure out if i can nab one um for all the people on social media keep your eyes peeled for early 2020 uh i might be doing my own personal campaign (laughs) but other than that just any big fun race um, around 100K. So 100 miles. distance doesn't really interest you right now. You're kind of that 100K, 50 mile-ish. Yeah, where it's long enough to, like, you can finish at the end of the day and, like, go get dinner, yeah. take a shower, go to sleep. That's still found, that's, like, That's my half fun. marathon for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can uh, still make it home by the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, Yeah. Those distances, uh, and there's so many races that are just, like, you know, starting to spring up. Um, Orcas, I think that's a 50-miler, right? an yeah, yeah, they have a 50. That looks really gorgeous. Um, and then a lot of the 100Ks that are kind of, you know, part of the Golden Ticket Series, I think, are pretty cool. Um, just generally, everything and anything I haven't done yet, I'm kind of looking, looking at. Looking at a little yeah. bit. See where see where it takes you. Yeah. Because you, you work, we, we kind of mentioned you work for Ultra Running. Yep. And you've been there for, what, a couple of years? Yeah. This would be, summertime is three years, so two and a half right now. And they're moving. So yep. you're moving. I am. To Colorado. So do you think that will help your training? 
where I you're located. So. You think that's going to be an advantage for something like a, a Tushers or a CCC, having yeah. it right there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, living out, I think, just on the edge of mountains that are fairly steep um, is kind of the same style of running. Um, it, trail access, I got to admit, I don't know it out there as well as I do in the Wasatch, and I feel like we we are spoiled here. Yeah. Um, between, like, Logan, Ogden, Salt Lake, and then Provo area, just how many trails you can find something steep and runnable and fun, um, there's so much. So I'm hoping that the whole Denver move kind of is fruitful in the same trail access. Um, but I've only run, I think, in Boulder and then kind yeah. of in the foothills around there. Um, and I liked everything that I went to. I enjoyed very much. Um, so... I'm curious to know if there's anything truly, like, long um, out there. I'm sure I'll find it. There's so many strong runners. Yeah. Uh, I'll just track them down and try to hang on for dear life on their runs. <laughs> so I'll figure it out Start eventually. Start Strava-stalking some people out there yeah. to see where their you know, go-to runs are. I heard are. Courtney Dewalter lives in uh, Golden. so <laughs> <laughs> You might see her once or twice, right? Occasionally. <laughs> on accident. <laughs> on accident, <laughs> yes. Uh, so, hey, funny to see you again. <laughs> <laughs> I see you at the same time every day. Every day. <laughs> But, yeah, so hopefully it's fun. I'm excited. Uh, new trails are always very exciting. Yeah. So what's your training schedule look like now? Are you kind of in a, a base building phase where you're not? I mean, when is uh, Quest for the Crest is in May? It's in May, yep. So that's still a ways away. But yeah. when you have your, your A goal, um, CCC's when is that? August? September? When is that? The last week in August. Last week of yeah. August. So that's your A race. So are you kind of just base building now, not yeah. too hard? Uh, well, it's hard. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean. Thank you, Hayden. Um, so this week I just wrapped 80 miles, and it was a lot of speed training, okay. so a lot of, like, fast turnovers. Um, and I think it's just, since I can't really run quickly on trails, it's mostly, like, indoor on a track or, like, treadmills or on roads and stuff like that. Um, so I think it's building speed back up to where it's been in the past, and then once spring rolls around it'll be a lot more um you know fast running on dirt and like getting a lot of that speed to translate over into climbing and descending rapidly um i will tell you this hayden's training for occ last year was grueling um so i imagine it will be almost the same but longer and harder so I'm just trying to brace myself now um, and enjoy the long, harder, easier as it all comes each week, each month. Um, but it's just base, um, lots and lots and lots and lots of miles. I'm not tired or anything. Yeah. <laughs> so do you do any t other type of like cross training, like with weights or yoga or TRX or any of that stuff out there? Yeah. Um, that's sprinkled pretty regularly throughout a week. So okay. I do a lot of like core stuff and then some light weight training um which i probably should be better about uh swimming i love to swim so that is maybe like a once a week thing oh wow um that's always a good cross trainer um that's really it um uh, hiking i guess i like to hike not very long but is that harder do you find it harder to hike now that you run the way you do oh heck yeah yeah because yeah. you're like 
kind of going slow and I'm like I could be running this yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like I was out for an hour and I went how far? Right. Yeah. yeah. Um hiking is more I think of a recovery tool. Yeah. It's when you're just too tired to run. Uh I found that is like far more beneficial to just hike, especially as like a cool down or something, um because you're tricking your body into like getting that consistent elevation change. Um but yeah, if I can run it, I'd probably want to run it. So hiking is not the first choice ever. That's, that was a, a big adjustment to hiking for me. I, I When I first started trail running, was trail running for a while, hiking turned into something I didn't enjoy as much because I was like, yeah, I'm kind of bored right now. Yeah, you right. Know? It was like, I don't know why. But, I mean, I've definitely progressed. And, you know, sometimes my races end up hiking, so now I can – it's my own cross training, so so to say. Well, when you're hiking in a race and you've at least <laughs> learned how to do it and like you don't hate it, you like just accept it. You're like, okay, this is hiking time. Um, that's st- I'm still learning how to do that better too, because I'm like, man, I just want to run everything all the but time. But you found your granny gear, right? Yes, you've yes. got your granny gear dialed I in now. I figured it out. It is not as fast as I thought it would be. <laughs> Apparently, you can't run your fastest like half marathon splits up a mountain. Yeah. It's not sustainable. Yeah, I don't think many people can no. do that at all. So. No. All right, so I have a few little fun little, uh, we call them li- uh, lightning round questions for you. Okay. Um, they're just kind of fun, off the cuff, um, that we uh, we do with our guests to put them on the spot, I guess. And it's kind of, it's interesting for us. So we, with all our guests we have on the show, we've had, uh, I, I don't, I'm not politically correct, so I say boys and girls, even though it's like, no, we're men and women. I'm like, yeah, come on, we're boys and girls. Um, so we've had everybody on. So we're going to give you a few questions, just first thing that kind of pops into your head, just so people can get to know you a little better. Okay. And that way, when, when you make it big, like, oh, I remember listening to her on the Trail Manners podcast. That, that'll be your, your launching point. So we'll start off easy. Okay. Um, what is, uh, do you listen to music on your, on your runs? Yes. Okay. What is, what should be on everybody's iPod? You know, I, I'll i admit this. Um, so, Odessa, I didn't think I liked them as much as I do. Um, but apparently, my Spotify says I love them. So, I'm going to go ahead and say Odessa. Um, it's a nice middle ground. It's not like this crazy EDM type music, but it's very simple and fluid to run to. Okay. Um, and then you can also kind of just listen to it, too. It's got like a... A nice flow, so I would I would recommend it. Um, I think everyone that I know who runs has at least one of their songs on their playlist. Um, okay. It's good stuff. So okay, what about a guilty pleasure song? Like just a song that maybe uh, most people wouldn't think you listen to. Oh, Turtle shit. Miller's is "Man I Feel Like a Woman" by Shania Twain. For the record. Okay. Um, well, if we want to go with that, uh, <laughs> it's it's not Shania Twain. Um, it's probably Def Leppard, no matter what. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I can sing that song through and through. Um, and anytime it comes on, it's just that, like, you have to break out into song and dance, you know. <laughs> there have been witnesses to this on a trail. So I would say that is probably the guilty pleasure. That's awesome. We haven't <laughs> yeah. had a Def Leppard reference for a while, and yeah. I have Def Leppard on my iPod. Oh, it's so good. That's awesome. Uh, what's your favorite part of trail running? If you could pick anything about trail running, what's your favorite part? Ooh, the exploration. Yeah. Uh, getting somewhere that you otherwise probably wouldn't have been able to go to. Like, cars aren't going to take you there. If you're a hiker or walker, it's going to take you so much longer. And some people are deterred by long hikes and stuff. So I think just generally 
getting somewhere really remote and far away from things and there's something in it, a view, um, you know, a petroglyph, uh, something cool that you're almost like the summit of a mountain. You know, it's just remote and fun and alone and secret and kind of there for you to enjoy just for the sake of whatever it is. You're doing it. If you could pick one person to run with on the trail and pick their brain or talk to, who would it be? Anyone? Anybody. Ooh. Do they have to be a runner? They can be. They don't have to be alive. <gasps> <laughs> it can be anybody you select that you just think would be fun to pick their brain on a trail run. Oh, man. Well, I love music, so a lot of the people I, like, idolize are, like, writers or musicians. So let's go ahead and say, like, someone left field, like, uh... Oh, why not like Kurt Cobain or Jim Morrison or somebody like who would just be able to have a, like a really interesting artistic conversation with and think, like not really running related at all. Do you think that run? So when you say that to me, that seems like it'd be one of those runs you run that you go 10 miles and feel like you've gone to. Exactly. Right? It's like yeah. one of those, like, wow, we went that far? Because you were just in that conversation, right? right? Yeah. Conversation and running to me is, like, so much more valuable because, like, you're not there to run. You're there to, like, have an interaction and engage with this person. So I want someone that's probably not even capable of running. running? So. <laughs> that's a good one. I yeah, like that. Yeah, it'd be fun. Um, let's see. Here we go. Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram? Ooh, Instagram. Instagram? Yep. Uh, favorite aid station food? Watermelon. Watermelon. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's a good one that everybody likes. This is the toughest one, I think. Who would be your Mount Rushmore of trail runners? Like, if you had a mountain and four of the all-time your people, who would those four people be? Oh, that's a fun question. Okay. Um, four runners. Let's see. Uh, Scott Jurek. Okay. Uh, guy's a legend. Um, Ann Trayson. Just... Absolute crusher for the females. Uh, maybe someone contemporary. I would, I would probably have to put like a Jeff Browning up there. Um, definitely a legend, cementing his legend right now, um, which is so exciting. And then maybe. Killian? Can we put Killian on there? You can put anybody yeah, you want. I'm putting Killian on there. I am in <laughs> awe of what he is physically capable of doing. So. And it, it always gets better with him. <laughs> There's like a new article that comes out or a new interview, and you're like, what? This yeah. is not even real. No. So Killian, to me, is the ultimate guy that you can't dislike. Like, there's always people, right, that you're like, oh, I, I don't know why people like that. Person. Sure, If they're yeah. awesome, you know, it's like he's a guy that you can't not like. That's the type of guy he is to me. All right. I Yeah, I'm going to have to go ahead and say that I've found nothing disagreeable about him. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody could that it would be legitimate. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'd just be more of a, uh, I don't even know the word, I'm a jealousy thing. But yeah. yeah, you couldn't find anything bad to say about that guy. I still, he's Probably not. one of the few people in the world I think that is true with. And I'll always say that. <laughs> I wanted to dislike him at one time. <laughs> I truly did. I'm not going to lie. You're too good. I can't But like then him. I met him and I'm like. Oh, wait, you've met dang, him? Yeah, I was like, dang it, man. He's where? super nice? Oh, yeah. He's un- unbelievably nice. And oh, that's cool. And I was cool. really disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Happily disappointed. <laughs> I totally was. So. No, that's a good Mount Rushmore of uh, of runners. 
Um, what have you learned in your short time through running? What have you learned through trail running? Anything about necessarily yourself or just in general? Um, that's a tough one. I don't know. I try not to be too retroactive in thought. Um, maybe just it only makes sense if you really care about it and you really love it. So just whatever it is, if you love it, do it, be it, like really trust yourself. Um, cause then you'll be happier. And so trail running has kind of, I think taught me that, um, just because running is difficult in and of itself. So finding a way to enjoy every moment of it, despite its difficulties is something to apply to your life. Nice. So we'll end with a fun one. Last one for you. Super easy. If there was a movie about your life, who would play you? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> I, uh, somebody funny. <laughs> it would be a comedy. It'd have to be. Um, I don't know. Who's a funny lady? <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Uh, Kirsten Wig. Okay. Kristen Wiig. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good um, one. She's funny. She's awkward yeah. and funny, which I feel like she would make a great trail runner and like a just some of the characters she's played. She's got those weird mannerisms. I think she'd fit right in. So I like that one. Dye she'd her hair pink. Throw her into a race. There you go. Yeah. Put, put her at the front of a race yeah. with a cute little she's outfit. Just, excuse me. Excuse <laughs> me. Excuse me, everybody. <laughs> she would have a really cool like trail running YouTube channel. I think if she did that. Ooh. Yeah, that would be. Pretty, she'd have a good with, one. Like really educational stuff, but and like, just really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Just like goofy totally stuff humorous. almost. Well, thank you so much for. Uh, coming to Ogden uh, yeah, no where, problem. where we're at here and uh, sorry it took so long to get you on the show I swear we had this scheduled <laughs> almost like four or five times and it just never worked or something that happens right now we got to dial yeah. this in because I'm like before she gets big oh right? no it's like well, I want to get ground level stuff so you know <laughs> two years from now you know when I see you you know You'd be like, I think I know that guy over there. I'm like, remember me? <laughs> um, we hadn't even talked, and I, I still was, hey, I know you at a, like <laughs> Buffalo Run. I'm yeah, like, I remember oh, seeing you yeah. were with uh, Jason Elam, I think, right? Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy and Zach. Elam. Yeah, 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 Jimmy. Sorry. Yeah, we so, went running around. Yeah, during the race out there. So, well, hey, thanks for uh, coming on the podcast. Yeah, we appreciate it, and I always say we, even though it's kind of me now. Um, good luck with this year thank you super excited to see what you do especially uh with some some uh stuff that we are not supposed to know about yet till it happens on social media yeah um and good luck with the move to colorado thank you and thank we just you. hope to see you out on the trail still uh out and about through some races i'll be around all right well thanks for joining us and uh good luck this year thank you for listening to the trail manners podcast i'd like to thank charlie mckee for joining us today I also want to encourage everybody to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Trail Manners or swing by the website at trailmanners.com. There you can check out what we have left on our store page or hit us up on the contact page. Let us know what you want to see, who you want to hear, or if you would like to be on the show. Until next time, this is Eric Manning reminding you, you don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. Now go get it. <laughs>